Stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin. Oh, you want to do it? No, no. I ruined your thing, because I wanted to join in. The world's greatest broadcasting team, coming to you live (laughs) from the Just Enough Trope Studios. That's right. No, you're supposed to say it while I was talking. Oh, okay. (laughs) Drop everything and Google white, white American doctor. What? And this is what you'll see. Somebody did... A great job. What? <laughs> what is this? Just do it. Google the words. White American doctor. Nuff said. One joke told or what? borrowed. Moving on. Have you seen Darth Vader Barbie? No. What? What? <laughs> Accompanied by a uh, cover of the Imperial March by Gem and the Holograms, Darth Vader Barbie sports a classic Anna Wintour on the dark side look. This is weird to me. <laughs> this is really bizarre. Why would I want a Darth Vader Barbie? Also, Darth Vader... But that's just... A... Why sunglasses? I mean, I guess Darth Vader's eyes are covered, but it's it's Anna Wintour. Yeah, so that's why okay, there's sunglasses. Know Anna I know like. who Anna Wintour okay. is. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Um, I didn't know I was talking to Christy so, Brinkley. What, shut is that up. A, is that a thing? Uh, I, I think it's part of a collection. You see okay, there yep. is an R2-D... B Barbie. R2-D2, yeah. <laughs> and and there is Princess Leia. A Princess Leia Barbie as well, because... Just because girls don't like Star Wars doesn't mean we can't ram this down their little throats. Um, excuse me, girls like Star Wars. I know they like Star Wars. Yeah. I'm just saying um, they like Star Wars so much, I don't think you have to sell them an Anna Wintour cloak with, you know the buttons that are normally on his chest? Yeah. She's it's got like a, a little purse. purse. She's got a little thing, a little appliance on her belt. I don't it's... know. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Yep, um, and just enough vinyl in the skirt to uh, yeah. to evoke the, the shiny part of Darth Vader's costume, I yes, guess? Yes, I guess so. I guess that's what they're going for. Yes. That, um, I guess that's the hair, too. It's supposed to be The Princess Leia hair. one, why did they decide to not go for the iconic Princess Leia hair, I wonder? Or the bikini. I understand why they didn't go for the bikini. <laughs> okay, I guess but, you got a point. You got a point. Uh, I'm but with why, you. But why not the hair? I mean, it's obviously a stylized version of the, the her white dress that she... Oh, I guess it is the hair, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I didn't get a really good look at it. It didn't look like it was... Isn't that Amidala hair, though? Isn't that what? Amidala hair? No, it's supposed to be Princess Leia, but I, her, her hair was never really that big, though, was it? Her hair... The, the way they did her hair, it's really huge, and it's not just two buns. There's a bunch of little braids around it, so it does look more Amidala-like. Since we're already... Um, we're, we're looking at a screen, I'm sure people can tell. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put Leia throne room just to keep this... Okay. ...this theater of the mind going. And see, it's up. Yeah, I suppose it's up and there's braids, it's but it's one huge cinnamon bun roll in the pile. Back. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that hairdo before mm-hmm. in like um, art, like in comics and stuff like that. But I don't. Yes, she never sports that in any of the films. No, she does not. Um, I find it interesting that they felt the need to give all of these dolls purses. I don't know why. 
Uh, Training. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, and here we see Cyberpunk R2DB with a little gold clutch. Which is, I guess, supposed to be... Is that like C-3PO? C-3PO <laughs> which is like, uh, you're my purse now? What? Um, I don't know. No, I don't, no longer my beard, now you're my purse. Yeah, I don't hate it. I like that she has blue hair. It's kind of weird that she has like this... Oh, she actually has blue hair. She actually has blue hair. Uh, Are we? Have we become what we hate? Why? We're literally talking about some Star Wars merch. Yeah, I know. At the top of the show. I know. Um, the the like (laughs) continue. Sorry, like square around one of her eyes. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of I don't I don't hate it. Uh, It she does look like a club kid. Um, That's what she looks like. (laughs) You know, no, she cyber, looks like cyberpunk a cantina kid. kid. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But she's all sparkly and cantinas are so dirty. We don't serve your kind there. Yeah. Your right. purse. Right. It'll have to wait outside. This is the Just Enough yeah. Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, <laughs> joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Yukon Hana. We're here to report all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. Kind of. Mm. Want to kind of not do, we're, we're, try, we're getting better. We're getting better at doing our shows. And we're not just like H-O-U-R, not O-U-R. <laughs> or homophones. Yes. Uh, but we're getting better at doing shorter shows. We're going to practice that today because we've got a subject that I think a lot of people care about. But we don't, I don't want to say that we don't know a lot about it. But when I think about it, I guess I don't know as much as I thought about mm. it. And it has a long and storied history. And I don't want to overstay our welcome or piss anybody off <laughs> yeah fair people who uh are gonna go that's not right the maximals were actually and it's like yeah yeah okay look i don't i just know the original transformers we're talking about transformers today yes we are why because i actually don't i'm not entirely sure why well this, this started as some kind of thought and i can't remember what it was um so as you know covid19 yeah. has been uh ravaging around the world and it has affected all Ravage, of our that's a transformer sure um and it's been affecting all of our lives in various ways and it's also affected the entertainment industry and there um is not a whole lot Ravage. happening right now there he is no, I believed you. He's the little panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I He's, believed you. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I didn't discount it. Continue. Uh, so there's not a whole lot to talk about. No, there's nothing to talk about. We, I, we, we want to like maintain the. We don't want to let people behind the curtain too much, but this has been a. It's been a hell of a year. Yeah. And it's been a hell of a year to program for. Because all the things that we would normally do mm-hmm. uh, ain't getting done. And that right. extends to everything. It's not just that the cineplexes are closed. It means that TV Comic shows books. are canceled or pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, we're going to talk about a show today that was pushed back. Um, co- yeah, even comic books are being canceled. Video yeah. games are coming off the charts and sliding in later times. Although they do that anyway. They're video games. Yeah. And so it's been really tough to think of things to do to keep this fresh mm-hmm. um, and not just read you know, old X-Men comics, which we literally did last week. Yeah. And so... Sometimes you have to do I that, I just too. hit, like, you know, like an ex- existential void. Like, I was sitting on my couch, uh, couch in my office, and, like, the sounds of silence was playing. And I'm like, what do we even talk about? <sighs> and it occurred to me that if you're in a wasteland, you report on the wasteland yeah, right. <laughs> of entertainment, right? Yes. 
and take a franchise that I despise for reasons which we'll get into and I won't bore you with now, Mm -hmm. but also I think in a lot of ways represents the future of entertainment and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah. Uh, But, and that's Transformers. Yeah. Five films, billions of dollars, like seven, eight billion dollars it's made worldwide. Huge. Um, And then there's a sixth film. Yeah. And it's supposed to be the good one. Right. It's called... Bumblebee mm-hmm. came out two years ago. We didn't really talk about it back then, but right. it is. We, we didn't see it when it came out. Yeah. yeah. I think in a lot of ways it's supposed to represent kind of a new direction for the series. And so we thought, let's talk about that. This is it. We've, we've hit that point. We're sellouts now. We uh, stared too long into the abyss. The abyss is staring back and eating popcorn and watching Bumblebee mm-hmm. uh, inside of us. Yeah. And so we were to talk about Bumblebee, and we'll talk about our opinions about that later. But as we started to talk about Bumblebee and its attempted reboot of the cinematic Transformers universe, we started to think about, or I started to think about, um, the origins of the Transformers mm-hmm. and their origin story and yeah. how that has been sort of changed and, and rejiggered over the years. And so I thought, well, let's watch the original first episode of the 1984 Transformers cartoon, which sort of gives you their origin yeah. story. Yeah. And then that kind of snowballed into... Hey, there's that series that just came out last month. Mm-hmm. It's very hot right now. It's at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is Called crazy. Transformers War for Cybertron. Yeah. I've heard good things about. Mm-hmm. And that is also an origin story of sorts. Yes. So three origin stories all involving a property that's been around for about 40 years. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and that is what we're doing, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> if it's not, I'll turn this transforming car around, and we're going home. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, we'll have fun, then. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> you're, yes. you're, you are like, uh, you know, like when you have a phone for a long time, and you need a new one, mm-hmm. and the battery's real bad, Yeah. and you can just watch, like, the numbers countdown? Mm-hmm. I'm watching the numbers countdown. On your enthusiasm here. So. All right. So you're an actress. Take the role of someone who's excited about this. All right. As we move in to getting ready to hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a hack for the news. <laughs> All right. Let's get out. Let's get out there. Hustle. Let's see some hustle. All right. Talking about the news. What's going on? We covered the Darth Vader Barbie thing, right? Yes, we did. I mean, did we cover it the whole way, though? I think we did. We covered it like that. That cashmere cloak around Darth Barbie's shoulders. I, yeah, I mean, what else can you really say about it except for make a C-3PO Barbie? I don't know. Do it, uh, cowards. Yeah, right. So it got uh, the curves already. Yeah, right. Do, do a Yoda Barbie? I don't know. That's maybe going too far. I don't know. Don't really talk about sports on the show, but we do talk about Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who yes. is a movie star that is in almost exclusively genre films, mm-hmm. and he has bought the XFL from oh. Vince McMahon for, wow. get this, $15 million <laughs> for chump change. He's like, hold on for a second. The Rock's going to go. He's going to check in the po- uh, the seats of his Lincoln Navigator. <laughs> Come back out. Say, All right. Hey, Rock, did you find the money? It doesn't matter if I found the money. <laughs> Actually, it does. Here's the money. Yeah, right. So he bought the XFL. Now, if somebody tried to sell the entire NFL, how much do you think it would cost? Way more than that. Could Jeff Bezos... By the NFL. Uh, he might be able to. But um, in like just pure cash? 
Well, probably not pure cash. And I don't really know. It's a let's say it's a consortium of people. Like, who owns the NFL? It's a great question that we yeah. should be asking. But right. just a consortium of people. Like, does are they all just going to take straight cash? Uh, actually, they probably take Amazon stock options. Yeah. Probably. So yes, Jeff Bezos is the only person on earth. Perhaps Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who could buy? Uh, actually, NFL. no. Bill Gates isn't uh, doesn't work for Microsoft anymore. So pretty well, much right. just Jeff Bezos. In the meantime. <laughs> Rocky Maivia just bought the XFL for $15 million. Okay. Did he say anything about what his plans are for the XFL? Um, like, probably. Like, okay. I didn't look it up. Oh, all right. Um, maybe like run it differently than Vince McMahon was running it. Let's would hope. Would be my guess. Yeah. It's funny that the XFL, excuse me. Uh, yeah. No, I got it right. The XFL was marketed as sort of an alternative to the NFL. Hmm. Oh, you know, they're out there playing with helmets on and like following rules and stuff. Oh boy. So in the XFL, forget about it. There, you, I mean, you have to wear a helmet still, but um, you have to adjust your mic. I can't tell you. No. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Nope, I thought. It. Nope. It's not, not in the holder. It's not in the holder. This is oh. all this great content. Sorry. Like, you, I, I... you are not a semaphore person. You don't take uh, hand signals. Sorry. I'll finish my story by saying Vince McMahon's a turd. The XFL is a bad idea. And I don't think you can get more extreme than the NFL already like telling black people to stand up yeah and so yeah maybe it'll be a wholesome alternative to <laughs> the nfl go. at this point let's hope the so. real xfl was the nfl the entire time <laughs> did you hear the story about the author who wrote a book hmm. and in it <laughs> and then and then what it's a, it's a game. Uh, and then Six, they... 65, uh, 64%. Then they died? I don't know. Um, you were never I, good at that game, were you? No. No, Improv. no, I wasn't. Improv. Gonna need you to pick it up. All right. Pick it up. Yep. I'm not, don't, I will make you stand up and do the mirror game with me. Uh, no, this author, the guy that wrote The Boy that in the Straight Pajamas, John yep. Boyne, mm-hmm. in his new book, he had a uh, character describing... Um, a recipe that they were making uh, when they okay. were making some kind of food or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all copped directly from Breath of the Wild. Oh, you're kidding. In the book, and there's a picture of it, he said, uh, um, so he, uh, oh my God, they only underlined one point, but it's all pretty much the same thing. So the dyes I used in my dressmaking were composed from various ingredients, depending on the color required, but almost all required nightshade, sapphire, key swing, the leaves of the silent princess plant, octorock eyeball, what? swift violet, thistle, and hightail lizard. In addition for the red I had used for Abrilla's dress, I employed spicy pepper, the tail of the red lizphalos, and four Hylian shrooms. <laughs> what? So is this just like an homage, to, a love letter? I've been to that town. You give the guys the thing, and then they yeah. drop you through the, through the scaffold. Boop. Right. Now your stuff is green. Is this just a, a love letter to... No. Or, or is this no, straight... that would have been the smart thing to do. Is this just st- straight copyright? It theft? is plagiarism. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Because he's not a Zelda fan, and when they caught it, he was just like, "Oh, oh boy, I guess my Google search just went awry or something." What, what you do is you just go, "No, you got me." Gosh, I love Zelda. Get, hurry up and buy me a Switch. Yeah, what? The now heck? I got to create a Twitch channel. What the heck? Why? What? 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 What was he trying to pull? I, I don't understand. 
Um, no, no, I'm not a producer giving you the sign to stretch it, stretch it out. There, he He's was just trying, trying to stretch, stretch it, it out. out. He's yeah. just trying to fluff it's it weird. out. It's funny. If we had been on video, that would have been a really great visual. Yeah, joke. I would have. Um, <laughs> that's weird because I, I, I've heard good things about. I haven't read The Boy with Striped Pajamas, but I heard Don't. good things about it. But, really? Yeah. Wasn't that Asa Butterfield, the kid from Sex Education? What we need to do is take clips from Sex Education Ooh. and stick them together with The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that would be um, very weird. Yeah, at the very least. Yes, yes. What else wow. is going on? Did you hear that Christopher Gleston is doing audio dramas for Big Finish Doctor Who? Really? When, what? when Chrissy comes marching home. Yep. I am so surprised. He's because... going to be in twelve different uh, voice adventures. For wow. uh, well, you know what, what's it called? Do you think? Big do you finish. think it's because of COVID and he's like, I need work. I need to get <laughs> he, paid. Well, we know that he he works. He is and a he, worker. He is an animal that works. Yeah. So maybe he's like, I need to do something, anything. Maybe he did this last. And please remind me, what was yeah. it in service of? Except for putting you know twenty grand in my pocket. Why did he do GalaxyCon? Didn't they? plug something at the end uh he wrote he has an auto, autobiography that's it's about his life but it's also about his his father okay yes so maybe he did that and he went i don't know what i've been doing this whole time yeah <laughs> not, not good not good <laughs> i can't yeah plus i gotta gotta hold your nose like this too. yeah right um and he's like this isn't that bad maybe maybe that was kind of the beginning of him being like you so know, this many... isn't so bad and fans really people always i think whenever he does do a con always talk about Doctor Who and always tell him how much they enjoyed his run on it. And we, we know he did not really enjoy that or did not does not necessarily speak fondly of it's that. It's a little more complicated than that. It is. But I think that there are so many, and it could be women, but I've seen it in men, there's so many talented young men who take it so GD seriously hmm. and can never lighten up. And yeah. Tom Newton is Tom Noonan's still trying to pull off that hat today. Yep. Uh, but people like John Cusack and Christopher Clesson, the holdouts, uh, who knows what brings them to a con? Yeah. But they pocket the 25 grand, and that's brand, that maybe it's 25 grand. And then, wow, it's hard to resist thousands of people loving you for three days, isn't it? Yeah. And then I they're like, so. oh, when do we go again? Yeah. I hated I mean, roller coasters my whole life. Yeah. And I took the course screw at Valley Fair. Yeah. I'm like, we got to go again. <laughs> And that's my autobiography right there in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. Love, Victor's been renewed for season two by Hulu. Awesome. Here's what we're going to say about that. Let me mm. predict what you're going to say. Okay. I probably should finish the first one. I feel bad that I haven't finished it, but it's great that it got renewed and I hope that it gets better. I wasn't going to share that much, but thanks for outing me. <laughs> it was going to be even shorter than that. <laughs> I'm glad that it got renewed. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I do want to finish watching season <laughs> Shit, one. number two? <laughs> wow, you're just going to make fun of me. No, no I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do it to me. Do me. Do me. <laughs> I, do don't, me. I don't, I don't want to do you. We, here, here. I'll say the, the uh, headline and then you predict what I'm going to say about oh, it. Oh, okay. Ben Affleck to direct The Big Goodbye, a behind-the-scenes story of making Chinatown. Um, 
uh, you're going to say, um, well, hopefully he doesn't, you know, get sick of this and storm off halfway through or something like that. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm not good at this game. Yeah. Um, you're going to say, get, um, get somebody, um, get Kurt Russell to do it instead of Ben Affleck. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, so you're not that great at it. No. Anyway, he's set to to direct this, and okay, he's probably just going to get frustrated and just storm off in the middle of it. And they really should get somebody like Kurt Russell that, to do I it. Know, now you're him. just trying to be nice. You're trying to be nice. Make me feel better. How? What? How? Ugh. First of all, the why big, is this a good fit for? First for of all, him? the big goodbye got me really excited that there's going to be a big screen. Uh, you know, TNG Dixon Hill. Oh, thing. Um, you know what? You know what that. That title reminds me of is the long goodbye. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, huh? But it's not the long goodbye. No, it's, it's a, not. It's, it's the big goodbye. Um, um, and it's gonna. Lord Michaels is is producing it. So, is it funny? What? Why is Lord Michaels producing? I it? I don't know. It's based on a nonfiction book called The Big Goodbye: Chinatown in the Last Years of Hollywood. That book sounds great. I don't know why I want to see a semi. I mean, it's gonna be dramatized right i would think so so like a semi you know historical account of them making like who do you now we got to cast somebody to play faye dunaway and it just seems like who cares just watch just watch chinatown yeah right just watch the um uh big trouble is i thought it was big trouble in little china is it chinatown chinatown Oh, why did I think it was Big Trouble in Little China? I got no idea. But That's the, why I said the Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell thing makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> That's why I said Kurt Russell. It's oh, funny okay. because, well, I guess if it's got China in the title, unless it's China Moon, you're gonna have to watch out for uh, for uh, you know Asian stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me clarify. Wow, what, I don't want to leave it that? on Asian yeah, yeah, stuff. Please don't. Bad for glass. Are we going to do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we going to? We're going to. Oh yes. Here's my favorite scene. It's the scene where they shoot the scene where uh, Jake J- Giddies tells the uh, Chinaman joke about oh, you're great. screwing like a Chinaman. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China, James Hong and everybody else is yeah. just like having fun with you know kung fu movie stereotypes yes and they can do it right and yes. we just put a white guy in the lead yes well yeah that's true um i feel bad for uh the guy whose name i can't remember who's <laughs> the, the second guy in that the guy that plays wang oh because yeah he's it's his story like it is he's the hero of the movie right and uh kurt russell jack jack burton is mm-hmm. basically just the loud sidekick you know you'd have the hero who go they took my girlfriend Mei Ying and I got to get her back and I need help. And so yes. I'm going to go to, uh, you know, my loud talking, drinking, swearing friend yeah. who's got a truck mm-hmm. and we'll take care of this. And that would be the carrot. That'd be the Han Solo. But Luke's the hero. Right, right, right. I get exactly what you're saying. Weren't they going to redo that movie with The yeah, Rock? Yeah, The Rock is, yeah. Is that still happening? Less said, the better. Oh, okay. Hopefully not. Now that he's doing the uh, XFL, maybe not. (laughs) We'll see. There was a tweet or uh, something of an announcement at DC Fandom, uh, Mm -hmm. which is coming up. So I guess it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Maybe I should have read this story before I started talking about it. Uh, uh, uh. Because all I have is a screenshot, but that's all we have. That's the story. Rocksteady Games released an image of Superman with a target on his head, and the target says... Suicide Squad. What? So 
Rocksteady is teasing a Suicide Squad game. Huh. Well, I I don't know how to feel about this because, like, here's, I mean, here's guys, the thing. You can create your own assets. Yeah. You can do anything. You don't have to, like, uh, take Deadshot and Harley from Arkham City and then we'll just use those models, I guess, and then we'll just make a shark guy or something. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, I like the idea of Suicide Squad. I, I feel like it... Um, at least uh, in film, I don't feel like we've really seen it executed well. <laughs> Release the A or cut. Hashtag. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That's not. That doesn't mean that they can't make a good video game off of it. Um, how do you feel about it? Like, what do you think would make a good Suicide Squad game? Arkham. Excuse me. Arkham Knight is uh-huh. the last one. Uh, Arkham Knight is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I say not great, I mean not great by the amazing standards of the Arkham games yes. and by Rocksteady's uh, great work. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a B. Uh, so I would take a B, you know, with villains and then probably some heroes, too. Um, what I don't know is if it's a team, are you going to play as a bunch of different characters? Yeah. Could you I switch think it's, di- between characters? Yeah, which could could be cool. But, you know, the Arkham games work so well is because... You have Batman. He has a you whole suite of abilities react. that you become familiar yeah. with yeah, yeah, yeah. as you traverse the city. And then you, they let you play Catwoman. It's like, oh, this is a fun, you know, five Side hours thing. of DLC yeah. or Nightwing. Um, but having to, I don't know, having to switch between like five, five or six guys. I don't know. Could be good. It probably wouldn't be like the same if they went that route. If I'm guessing it wouldn't necessarily be the same quality like visually speaking like i'm thinking of um, like it better be well yeah this okay next this will be on ps5 right uh, yeah well i guess i was just thinking of like games that do that like what is the um Mar- was it like marvel alliance that you play and you can like you play with like maybe like four guys on a mission and you can switch between um yes. characters yeah um like it maybe if they did something like that except with suicide squad but that's that's Marvel Alliance. I know it is, but it could be like Suicide Squad. This Alliance. is this is a Rocksteady game. I know it is. Okay. I'm just tr- I'm I'm just spitballing here. No wrong ideas. <laughs> That's what a brainstorming session is. Uh-huh. Okay, there are no bad ideas. We write everything down, yeah. and when we're done, we cross off the bad ideas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We get going. I know, I know. Well, speaking of James Hong, a lot of people have been speaking about James Hong recently. Yes. I don't know why, and I don't. First of all, he is. Completely worthy of praise. Mm-hmm. We've been praising him on this channel. Yeah. Uh, we almost ran into him bodily at uh, at WizardCon a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's he is he's an amazing person. You talk about like, oh, Christopher Lee is the most movies ever or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like Rod Steiger was in a million movies. He was in he's been in 500 plus credits. Yeah. On IMDb. The guy never stops. Mm-hmm. He's in his 90s now. Yes. He's still plugging away. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Day Kim, yep. in absence of having a career, Aww. not necessary. Guy was on Hawaii Five over 10 years. Yeah. And uh, Lost before that. Wants yeah. to get, <laughs> yeah, he was a big part of Lost. Uh, wants to get James Hong a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. First, first of all, number one. He doesn't have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Yeah. Alf has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. All right. Calm down. Uh, That's, but it, I'm just but setting it's, up it's... the first of our Alf references. There will oh, be three well, okay, there in, you this, go. in this show. So he's trying to get that going. He's got a GoFundMe 
Mm-hmm. Now, it has reached its goal. I assume that there are stretch goals and you can continue to, uh, to, to donate or whatever. Right. So look that up. But the, the goal was $55,000. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, can you just buy a star? You, you have to. He, he No. There is a process. Um, he, do, he has nominated the 50 grand him. Go? Huh? Where's the 50 grand go? Um, well, he is. N- I think it does go to pay. F- it goes to pay for the star, but you can't just you can't just buy a star. He's it's nominated. Kind of seems like you can just buy a star. He's nominated him. There's some sort of process, vetting process it goes through. He Do you might- have the money? Yes. Vetting process complete. No, they might reject <laughs> it. There's a possibility they would reject well, uh, it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, um, can, we can't get me one. But... I know. I know. But in in the case oh, no. there, th- I, I the article that You've I read said that. If um, he doesn't get the star for whatever reason, which would be, I think, a travesty, um, the money on the moon, no, the money would get donated to a charity of his choice and his name. Anyway, um, hope that goes through. Mm -hmm. I would love to have my picture taken with that if I can ever travel again. uh, Yeah. Um, Minnesota native born here uh, with the U of M. Uh, I believe he was going to go into like medicine or something like that. Until he was like, no, I'm going to do this acting thing. And so, okay. uh, and this would have been years ago, huh? This would have been a long time ago. It would have been, yeah. Yeah. So um, I was trying to think of like, oh, maybe he worked at like Theater in the Round or something. I don't think Theater Round was around when he was, no. when he was around. No. But yeah, great. Uh, and all the best to him. Uh, John Wick 5 confirmed. Wow. Will be shot back to back with number four. Okay. Now, Yeesh. our thoughts about John Wick are clear. But just as an outside observer, when's this train going to pull into the station? <laughs> when are when are we going to stop? I think when Keanu and, and the, the company are like, I think we're done. You know, <laughs> whoever, I don't know. I think it's a game of chicken between those So you those think two. the audience will t- more, more John Wick, keep coming with John Wick. Yeah. He's killing or, people with toothbrushes. Yeah. I guess another possibility is one of them bombs in the box office or isn't as successful as its predecessors you know what i mean and then they're like yeah we don't need to make more of these you're giving away our bumblebee story yeah well mulan is moving to disney plus yep vod so premium so disappointed 30 30 bucks you have to pay 30 bucks to get it this is the worst of all worlds Mm. because it means that this I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but I mean, a lot of people worked really hard on it. How great would it be if there was like a positive, exciting story about a Chinese person in the world right now? Yeah. Especially with everything that's going on. Um, But yeah, it's going to be going to Disney Plus. And then the second part of this crap sandwich is that it's not just available to subscribers who have paid their money. No. It's in the VIP section of Disney Plus, which is a joke. Yep. So... We'll have a review of Milan. I'm not saying we'll have Disney Plus subscriptions, but we're reviewing Milan. Yeah. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Rumors have it that Black Widow may also appear on the service. Mm-hmm. Nothing official yet. No. Nothing official about the New Mutants. We're still heading towards that. I don't think New Mutants is going to be there. You know why? <laughs> on the 28th. We've, we've talked about it. They... There, there was some... HBO made some sort of deal with Fox prior to... Uh, Disney buying them that they were going to have uh, rights to any Fox film for the next two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know that you know that story. You've told it before. Um, so it's too bad. Uh, on the other side of the aisle or the uh, street, I guess, studio-wise, 
uh, Tenet will be landing in China in September. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers has said, you can't get it together, U.S.? Screw you guys. We're going to release this internationally. Yeah. Which yep. means we'll probably also have a review of Tenet. <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed that yeah. it can show up here at home. Yes. Uh, something that also won't be showing up here at home is Janelle Monae's horror movie, Antebellum, which we've talked about briefly on the show before. Yeah. Uh, that is going straight to VOD. Okay. All right. Another Lionsgate film. Yeah. Well. Uh, that's a film that... Um, here's the deal. Mm. Uh, if it was a Lee Daniels film, <laughs> I would say release it. We need yeah. it. Right, right, right. But since it's a movie that's just going to be a schlocky horror movie that is going to, you know, draw on uh, the history of race uh, and, and slavery in this and slavery. country. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll just keep that one on the VOD at yeah. home. Maybe. Looks like James Wan is working on a Knight Rider feature. Oh, okay. Uh, <sighs> whoa. You don't seem excited about that. You asked me, I think yesterday, what my favorite show was growing up or something like that. Yeah, and I, just, I did. I don't know. I guess I didn't feel like answering you. Or maybe I didn't think about it. But now I realize, no, it's Knight Rider. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Knight Rider and the Dukes of Hazard, two shows that were inimitably tied to cars. Uh, ma- oh, I was going to say masculinity, but cars. Yeah. Uh, what? Do you want, do you want a, me to clap for you? No. Here's, here it is. All right, stop. <laughs> why? Why am I doing this? What's the What's the reverse clap? Oh, that's right. It was the Oh, we're aliens. Yeah. What was right. that in? God, I don't remember. <laughs> why don't I remember down. now? Anyway, uh, anyways. gave her the slow clap because uh, that was a good one. Uh, but I'm trying to get the story out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's tied to masculinity and cars. Absolutely. I don't think I've now, actually ever things seen are still it. masculinity and cars. James oh, Wan, huge. Yeah, <laughs> three legs of a big stool at the box office. Yeah. But other than just like watching them cars fly or whatever Vin Diesel does to them, are, are we in a car culture still the way that we used to be? Not universally. I don't think like in the way that we used to be, but I think that people still really like cars. And... I think they like cars and submarines chasing them. Yeah. I don't think they really care about cars. That's true. Most young people don't own a car because they can't afford it. I mean, we're going to talk about cars at least this little bit with the Lift, film. the movie. Yeah. With the film that we're talking about today. So, I mean. You'll I give think it five stars. Yeah, right. And a bottle of water for you. <laughs> Apparently, half the world's cinemas are back in operation, according wow. to a new study. Okay. Um, that's good. Uh, I just, it's hard for me to even fathom just because of how far behind we are from everybody else. Yeah. Things aren't great in Australia, parts parts of China. Like, look at New Zealand. They did such an awesome job. Like, well, there's like I know that the, they don't have as large of a population, yeah. but still, uh, Nintendo's profits have increased over four hundred percent over Whoa. this year. Yeah, because people can't get out. Actually, I want to be more accurate. It's in Q two, like from like April okay. to June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went up four hundred percent. There you go. For well, one reason. People can't go anywhere. And give oh, me a give me a good song. A good song? Yeah. What what, what? Any, any song. Any song? Uh uh um I wanna hold your hand. Oh yeah, okay. Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I actually have uh, a couple of friends who are not even like 
really they're not even really they wouldn't call themselves video gamers but they're they're in animal crossing of course so, well yeah. good good for nintendo do something good with that money like a new metroid game mm. couple quick blasts here on the way out it looks like Candyman's nia da costa will be directing captain marvel 2 okay like Candyman is in like the horror film Candyman. Yes, she directed uh, the Jordan Peele produced uh, Candyman reboot. <sighs> All right. I mean, at least they have a female director in there. I haven't seen Candyman, so I have no idea what her style is. No, like. I'm not doing a thing. Where it's like, I mean, we had Ryan Coogler directed Black Panther. That's definitely the right guy for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, does this mean she's African American? Does this mean um, a larger role for Monica Rambeau? in this I would not be opposed for that because they feel like they're heavily setting it up right she has a connection with uh, with this girl who we can just recast into whoever we want to are you talking about Uh, you're talking about the little girl right yeah yeah, Monica yeah yeah Monica Uh, yeah it's you know 25 years later yeah so she's gonna be an adult yeah do it do it two times the Captain Marvel cast like a do you think who do you think they would cast are they gonna cast like a newcomer or I love love doing that but we don't got time for that okay (laughs) sorry Uh, instead, we can say that who's going to do the voices of Ren and Stimpy on the Ren and Stimpy reboot. What's going on? What? What? What is? What? Why? What? what I, is there a Daria reboot? I feel like I'd heard I them maybe actually, actually talk that? about that. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll just all of MTV cartoons. Yep. Uh, we'll just get all the liquid television shows back mm-hmm. and we'll just snap those bracelets on. To be fair, um, a lot of the MTV cartoons were pretty, pretty good. Like as, as far as like cartoons go, I think. I don't know. You know what was pretty good? Hmm. Uh, I Love Lucy. Yeah. The early seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we want to do that again? No, you can't. Yeah, we got to make you new can't. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Let's give that Sistine Chapel a new coat of paint. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Speaking of which, who's the boss sequel series is in the works with Tony what? Danza and Alyssa Milano? Shut up. No, it's, it's all true. Why? Why do both of them want to do it? This is weird. No this idea. Is, this is really weird. Yep. Why? Why? Well, what are they doing? <sighs> Nothing, he doesn't. His apparently. talk show is defunct. It, for a long time, it's been defunct. Mm-hmm. Melissa Milano is, you know, I think probably would love to be acting again and not just known for her activism, which has been great. But it's kind of like the only thing that she's known for. So if she wants right. to, you know, keep acting and stuff, this is a good shot for her. What about uh, the what actress, about Danny Pitatubo? What about the actress who plays Angela? Judith Light? Yeah, Judith Light. Where is she? I don't, we don't. We don't have a line on her yet. Okay. But I'm sure they're trying to get her. Hmm. Come on, Judith. <laughs> it would be great. Do you, you could play, do you really feel like the characters, like those characters, Angela. are in similar we got, situations? I got Samantha. Yeah, right. And, right. Um, the uh, the mom is uh, whose name I can't remember. She's such a great actress. She is. She's moved on. No longer with us. So it'll be he'll be the grandpa, and he'll yeah. is he the boss or is Alyssa Milano the boss uh, of her kids? Uh, yep. Watch the old, watch the community episode and see if Tony's not racist, but yeah, right. <laughs> but we'll make him racist. Wow! And one last story. This is kind of a general story about what's going on in the future with uh, PlayStation. Here, there's been a lot of like murmurs about stuff because people are upset that a and I guess we should have always expected this, but the Miles Morales PS4 game will be or um, the, the sequel that's coming out to the Spider-Man PS4 game yeah. will be a PlayStation exclusive. Now, it's by Sony. That's not a huge surprise. That's not surprising at but all. But the new Marvel Avengers game that's coming out yeah. 
will have DLC characters. One of them is Spider-Man, and he will be exclusive to the PS4. Well, that seems kind of crappy. Yeah. I'm going to be real honest with you. If you can get the game on other systems, you should be able to get that DLC. I, I think that they should change that. I would be pissed. If I if I didn't have a PlayStation and I wanted that game and I found that out. I like the fact wow. that it's if you wanted that game because I don't know if I want that game. I, I don't. It doesn't look that great. Wow. Um, I, I'd love to love it, but it, it looks really bad. <laughs> I didn't understand how... Um, uh, Diablo-y it was going to be. Okay, let me, see, let me tell you what, what I mean by, by that. that. Yeah. So it's it's going to be an MMO with not without really being an MMO. In an MMO, you go out, and if you're you know playing Warcraft, then you're a certain class, and you want armor for that class, and armors look like this, and they look mm-hmm. like that, and you can have a set which makes them stronger. Mm-hmm. In this, it's like you're Iron Man, and maybe the pieces that you're going to collect rewards for killing enemies, and some of the pieces they might look a little different. But mostly they're just going to like raise your powers. So this one might, this this is level 20, 24. This Unibeam is level 25. Maybe it's got a bigger knockback percentage or something like that. And it's going to be, you're going to be able to customize your play the way that you want to play it. Mm-hmm. If the game looked like anything other than a button masher, that would mean something. Mm. But it's a very, uh, like I said before, um, online game kind of thing that they are plugging into what looks like a pretty bland on-rails fighting type thing. But it's not going to be totally bland and on-rails because there will be areas that are like mini dungeons that it's clearly the influence of like a massive uh, online game. Sure. You'll be able to play with up to four players as different Avengers, but it just seems like I want a game that tells a story and that goes through the whole thing. Respawn nailed this when they made Titanfall 2 because everybody's like, so cool to be a soldier that gets into a mech and walks around. Yeah. How come there's no single player campaign? So they brought out the second game, they improved the multiplayer, and then gave you a campaign. Not yeah. super long, but gave you a campaign that told the story. We get to do right. cool things in the mech. Bam, right there. Yeah. They're pleasing. They, and they, they started as an as a online shooter. Yeah. Like they didn't have to do that, but no. they did that. But they, but they wanted like to just, appeal to more people. This seems like it's trying to tell an original story about the Avengers, but also follow the Division, um, Ghost ghost Toilet or whatever the Call of Duty thing is. Okay. Try to ape these okay. shooters where you go yeah. on with other players and, you know, I don't know. It's just not what I'm... I'm about that rock steady. Yeah. You know, yeah, huge right. open world, good story, lots of flying around <laughs> Arkham City or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> where is the sailor moon game like this <sighs> fantastic question maybe i there have been a lot of sailor moon games released in japan um i don't think a lot of them have actually made it over um to the u.s or maybe even any other country i don't know um but i think that would be a lot of fun and i would try to play that even though i'm horrible at video games um oh not with that attitude well it's the truth though um i'm not coordinated at all uh but that would be fantastic and in here motion controls mm-hmm. you got a moon stick attachment right Ooh, i like where you're going you to get this. up and moon healing escalation i love that idea and i mean you just take all the monsters from from right from the tv show they 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 have almost not every single episode, but most episodes, there's a new uh, monster. And then you, you have, you know, the other baddies in there, too, like your your four kings and Queen Barrel and, Russia. you know, 
Yeah. Wrong show. Wrong show? Okay. Yeah. Well. Check out Sailor Noob on the Just Enough Trope Network. Yeah. More than meets the eye. Yes. Robots in disguise. That's right. They've got Groucho glasses on. <laughs> They've got a, a, a clown wig. Yes. You're not going to, re- you can't recognize these robots. No, they're, uh, they're uh, too good. They got the Clark Kent glasses. Uh, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the Groucho glasses. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, how can these robots see? <laughs> Double you, glasses. You can't, there's no way to even describe the hugeness very huge very huge uh of transformers mm-hmm. at the time that they were out uh the mid 80s you mean the 80s yeah um that was my jam mm-hmm. big time and as a property they have continued to be other people's jams uh not so much as you'd know i don't think uh, maybe there's just more things to get excited about these days but they have definitely remained at a um not a, not even a low ebb. Let's say a, a sizzle, mm-hmm. kind of a mid-grade sizzle. Yeah. Uh, since their inception, if you look behind you, I've got a visual representation of all the different iterations of Transformers over the last wow. couple of years. And that this is only like page one, page one of two. Yeah. There's over like 60 different sort of versions, you know, more cartoony, less cartoony, reboots, uh, CG, animation, um, very small kids will enjoy the Transformers Rescue Bots. Sure. And all kinds of things. Uh, of course, culminating in Transformers the movie. Yes. The movie that ruined so many childhoods. Uh-oh. Why Why do you say that? When it came out in 1986. Mm-hmm. Because, spoiler alert, it's the end of like the first act. They killed Optimus Prime. Yes, I was and aware of many, that. And yeah. many boys became men on that day <laughs> with a single, single tear. Sad, sad day. Their, their fearless leader, they lost him. Yes, and then they get a new dumb leader that sucked. Uh, so well, anyway. He comes back though, right? Well, yeah, because Somehow? the other guy sucked, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, and you'll notice that he won't be in any of the media that we're talking about today. Uh, of course, Transformers went on to gangbusters business, Bafo B.O., as they say. But if you got Bafo B.O., maybe you should uh, that sounds bad. try Speed Stick or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in <laughs> in the uh, mid-2000s or late 2000s. No, it was the mid-2006, right? Um, Seven. S- 2007? I yeah. think 2007, this yeah. That's how much we care. Transformers, yeah. the movie. Yes. Oh, it was a movie. Oh, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, right. Eating this popcorn. Directed by Michael <laughs> Bay, written by... <laughs> Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orchi. No! Yeah, it's our friends. And uh, introducing the Transformers to a whole new wide uh, wide audience, a mainstream audience. Yes. Uh, just getting it done. Uh, dogs peeing on things. Everybody's yelling at each other. And pretty yes. much completely unrecognizable as yeah. <laughs> Transformers. But that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. And they went on to success in five different films, mm-hmm. which all share a few characteristics. Every... The, Earth is tidally locked with the sun, so every scene takes place at sunset. Oh, I see what you're saying. Strangely. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Shia LaBeouf is a hero, somehow. 
And Even though he's a complainer and a whiner. <laughs> and he gets us, no, 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 no. That's no, his favorite no, no, word. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, his parents are annoying. And so, yep. th- and, and also, somehow, don't call Michael Bay Hitler because you're gone. Yeah, and somehow Megan Fox is into Shia LaBeouf. Like, okay. And then he has another hot girlfriend later. It's like, all right. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Yes. I mean, remember I when guess Michael Bay possible. directed those Victoria's Secret commercials? I think that's how we hooked that one up. All right. Well, it's a bunch of go. women in bras and panties with an explosion behind them. And they're not looking at it. No, they're not looking no, at it. No, because they're and cool. And neither are you. Yeah, great. So that's what we had there. That went on for a while. Um, Michael Bay, every time he made one, he's like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. The movie would make a billion and a half dollars. So, of course, he's doing it again mm-hmm. because he's an artist. And eventually he did get to a point where I think everybody agreed, this is the worst. <laughs> this movie sucks. You need to stop this. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to stop the property. And so they got together a new team of people still produced by Michael Bay. Yes. And created a movie that was a more scaled down and scaled back version of the origin story of the Transformers, 2018's Bumblebee. Yes. Starring Haley Stanfield. Yep. Stanfield. Haley, I, I, don't, I don't know True which, Grit. I don't know how, what the right, correct, correct pronunciation of also a recording star and actress in her own right. Yep. And yep. yes, and John Cena, although I don't see him anywhere in the movie, though. I heard he's going to be in it, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, what? It's a oh, joke. It's is... a joke about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. The internet, right, internet right. kids get it. What happens right, in this? <laughs> I'm sorry. What happens in this movie? Um, uh, the Autobots are under attack by the Decepticons, and uh, it's not going well. So Optimus Prime uh, tells Bumblebee, who at this point, I think is his name is just like B something. It's just like B numbers. This is really great. Um, he's like, I found this planet that um, is pretty well hidden, and I need you to go there and protect it until we can all reorganize and meet. And Prime says this. Yeah, Prime says this, and, and meet you there. That's your that's your mission. So then Bumblebee leaves, and he, um, he makes it to Earth. Um, and all of their landings on Earth are like, they're like meteoroids. Like, this is just the, the plot summary. You can do your color later. All right. I caught you doing color. All right. Get through the boring summary so we can tell jokes. Um, (laughs) he, he gets to Earth. Um, one of the Decepticons followed him there. They have a fight. Uh, he, he gets wounded and uh then Haley stanfield is there and she's a kid oh also this is in the 80s um oh yes it's in the 80s and they take every opportunity to remind you of that not the real 80s the stranger things 80s but please continue right uh and uh Haley stanfield really wants a car she finds uh Bumblebee at this garage that she sometimes, I don't know if she works there or she just... Telling the story of the film. Okay, anyways, uh, she brings Bumblebee home. She realizes what he is, kind of, and they they work together. But then, like, uh, some of the Decepticons come to Earth and they're trying to find him. And uh, there's, like, this huge fight. The government gets involved. Uh, The end? Not really, but I'll take halfway through. Okay. <laughs> uh, you forgot that uh, she spills lemonade on a guy. Um, <laughs> now now recap the Iron Giant and try to make it that long. I, I don't know. You can't. Yeah. Because it's, this is just the Iron Giant. Yeah, I know. Or more accurately, it's Axel. Remember Axel from a couple years ago? 
No. The military uh, loses a robot dog that a kid finds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer. The trailer for Bumblebee and being like, this is Axel. Did Paramount make Axel so and they it can was get like, away with this? It was like a teen kid who found him. Yes. And he's, what is he? Rides a motorcycle? Yeah. Good with machines. Right. Right. And, and they're like, you don't understand him. Same, similar kind of yeah. rhetoric. Yeah. Christina, excuse me, Christine Dodson who uh, yeah. wrote this movie, you have to... I, I'm not even sure she's a bad screenwriter because you have to create something for it to be bad. If you're just taking things, you're not even writing. She borrows from a lot of different properties. She certainly does. Yeah, it's, we'll we'll um, talk about this. What was your experience with Transformers before watching all of the Transformers that I made... I mean, that we watched today? Um, I think I've seen... So, I... I'm sure I watched the original 80s cartoon every once in a while, like, growing up, but it wasn't, like, um, uh, a regular watching thing for me. It was maybe something that I caught while I was waiting to watch something else, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I was definitely, like, aware of it, knew about it, uh, knew the basic idea behind it. Um, And then I saw at least the first, if not the second, I can't remember if I've seen the second transformers movie but i know i saw the first one um and that's about it because after number two i was like we're one i can't remember i was like yeah i'm not really into this so um yeah uh thought that bumblebee looked intriguing and heard that oh this is different and everything kind of liked that it was set in the 80s but i just wasn't it wasn't like a huge priority for me to like no, I don't run out and see, see John Cena movies as a rule. No, right. So that was that's basically my experience. Uh, with Did you know that? Uh, really quick, mine already said. You know, huge um, had as many Transformers as my parents uh, would allow me to have. Yeah. Um, you know, watch the cartoon all the time. Watch the movie. Although, even at that point, you know, I was already starting to kind of age out of. You know, Transformers. I don't know how old you have to be, but I was just on to other things. Um, So it worked out good that the movie also corresponded with a time jump in the cartoon show as well. Mm. And so it's just like newer characters I'm familiar with. And I kind of fell off after that. But love the toys. Can't tell you how many times I got in trouble in class for playing with the Transformer instead of listening uh, to whatever they were trying to teach us. Sure. And um, I broke my friend's. Transformer once and got in a lot of trouble. Uh oh, that uh, would suck. Did you have to replace it? The thing about Transformers is that I had a deal. Uh, I could transform any uh, Transformer in, in a minute or your money back. And uh, these were intricate toys. Yeah, because you yeah. had to have a Ertl, you know, uh, photorealistic. That's not what that means, but anyway, scale model of a car that had to yes. turn into a really impractical robot. Right. And there were like picture IKEA instructions in the boxes to tell yeah, you how yeah, to do yeah. it, but they're kind of useless. So you have to kind of figure out how to do it. And so, yeah, one day I really thought, oh boy, this is it, but it's just sticking. And then I like broke Prime's arm off. Uh oh. Uh oh. Probably less trouble than I should have, but <laughs> what are you going to do these days? Everybody's suing everybody else. Uh-oh. Did you know that the Transformers, specifically the robots, the Autobots, are robot Antifa? Is that right? Well, it's baked into the story that yeah. they are the rebels who are fighting an oppressive regime. The fascist that regime, is yeah. emphasized uh, more than other times in certain medias, mm-hmm. although I think in modern medias that gets a lot of play. 
Uh, not as much as in Axel, but uh, definitely in Transformers media. And this movie uh, does that a little bit. Does it light? But it would do it more if we spent any time at all on Cybertron. Yeah, we this, know. this movie was, for a lot of fans, a return to quote-unquote greatness because the Michael Bay movies did crazy things like making Prime a Peterbilt truck instead of a flat front Mac or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, just randomly assigning names to Autobots yep. and Decepticons that yep. had nothing to do with their original toy. Yep. And this film, in the few seconds that we see of more than one Autobot on screen, uh, it is, you know, back to it. So we got the Wheeljacks, we got the Jazzes, yeah. and the Optimus Primes and all that. Right. Um, and of course, we've got Bumblebee. Yes. Bumblebee is a character who, and I guess, you know, we, we let's we don't have to like separate this we can just blend everything through because you've seen three depictions of bumblebee now mm-hmm. you've seen the idealistic uh young robot who's excited about fighting on the side of good in the cybertron war mm-hmm. you've seen the inexperienced soldier who is wounded and is left to his own devices on earth in bumblebee and you've seen the kind of embittered uh, sort of, uh, yeah, I'm a badass, mm-hmm. uh, Bumblebee who is affiliated with no one in the War for Cybertron series. Yes. Why do they find Bumblebee to be the character, the point of entry character, and they find his personality to be so Why fungible? Why is it very, very so much? Yeah. That's Why an excellent question. the thing that can transform um, yeah, to be whatever character they need? I feel like maybe they try to represent him as being one of the younger um autobots so maybe they feel like he's the only young autobot yeah well so maybe <laughs> they feel Rodimus or hot rod maybe they feel like he's a point of entry because of that because of who a lot of times maybe not for the <clears throat> live action film so much but a lot of times the uh the the audience is young kids right at least originally that's who they were aiming for so maybe they thought, oh, well, let's give – he's not a kid, but he's young. So, you know, maybe maybe um, young people will relate to him more because of that. Why can't he talk? <clears throat> it is never – he's never not yeah. been able to talk mm-hmm. until Transformers the movie, not the Transformers the movie, where he can't talk. And there's a whole thing where Shia LaBeouf is just trying to get laid, but this freaky car won't stop screwing things up. And then he talks through the radio, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then they actually fix it at the end of the movie. But by the next movie, he's lost his voice again because they just like this idea of he's going to talk in like commercial and song clips and stuff like that. And you have a chance to totally remake it because at this point, they've I mean, you could I can see how Bumblebee could lead to uh, the Transformers, the movie and the Bayverse. But they haven't said that it does yet. So you can do whatever you want with Bumblebee in the 80s. That's and true. he immediately loses his voice in a way that has nothing to do with anything other than no. a character who is torturing informa- information says, you won't talk, you never will, and rips his voice box out. Yep. Because Christina Hudson is nothing if not an efficient screenwriter. What do you need me to do? These five bullet points? I will write the narrative to reach these five yeah, points. Right. Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when she was like, supposed to be really great? <laughs> like a hot thing? I think she's still <laughs> supposed to be really great. Oh, know? she's she's writing so many things. You know, she wrote the Birds of Prey movie. Which she, was not that great. No. <laughs> she's working on a fugitive reboot. 
She's one of many writers who have come and gone, and hopefully they will come and go again, but she is currently the writer for the Flash film. Ugh. She wor- I bet a lot of people did this, but she worked on a, um, a Batgirl uh, treatment okay. that didn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. Um, she is also writing the new Pirates of the Caribbean film that will star Margot Robbie. So get well, ready for okay. a lot, a whole lot of pap. That's what this should have been called, this episode. Wow. A whole lot of pap. That's unnecessary. I don't know how um, these... I, I don't know how screenwriters rise to prominence when they have nothing to recommend them. No, but Although a lot she of... is following in a good pair of footsteps, and they're both there. Although, when there was one set of footsteps on the beach, that's when Alec Kurtzman carried Robot, Roberto Orochi. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, the movies that you listed, it, it's a lot of uh, DC properties, and then it's another Margot Robbie property. So it you seems... think Marvel wouldn't have her? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm <laughs> saying... Um, DC seems to like her, and I think Margot Robbie also seems to like her. That's Hasbro, what I'm saying. Hasbro likes her, too. Yeah, right. Hey. Except they don't, because this movie, although successful, uh, was the least highest grossing of the Transformers movies. It made uh, $468 million off of a high estimate $135 million budget. So that's uh, tripling the, the money, mm-hmm. but it's not didn't break $500 million, and so they consider it a quote-unquote failure. Right. Let's talk about this film. Uh, we're already going to blast through an hour, but we'll do our best to keep it short. Um, and do you want to just do you want to center our criticism around several uh, loci, or do you want to just go full fungo bat beat down on this? Because we're treating the uh, movie as hostile. Like we hated this film. No, it was not great. I can't believe I've only seen one and a half of the Bay films, and I detest them. Um, Primarily for not knowing anything or caring anything about um, their source material. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just mostly because it. I just hate Bayhem and his whole, yeah. you know, misogyny set at sunset. Yeah, right? It's gross. I just don't like it. No. But after having watched this and it's just bland, generic, you know, it's who is this for? No one. Um, I kind of have more respect for the Bay films now because they know what they are. Yeah, this film, I think it's like just going off of what you were saying. Um, I think it's trying too hard to be too many different things, and it just <laughs> this needs movie to... tried hard. I don't see that. Oh, well, I don't see that at all. I, I think it needs to decide what it's going to be, and what it's going to be is focus it's, on that. It's going to be Axel. <laughs> It's going to be yeah. the Iron Giant. It's going to be a story about a kid that doesn't fit in, and they find something that is otherworldly, and then yada, 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 the end. If I can ask you something first. Yeah. What's her arc in this film? That's what I was going to ask you. Oh, How does she change? Twins. Yeah. Theme twins. Yes. <laughs> One like, of the theme how twin she... powers activates. Yes. Like, how does she, she change? Dives, how does Diane? she grow? She dives. She used to like diving a week ago when her dad died. Yeah, that was another thing. Because she thing is that just fully weird. an adult in all these flashback scenes. Yeah. Uh, that's, she dived. She faced her fear and dived. But she doesn't talk about how, like, she never no. says that dive, she's afraid to dive anymore because the last time she dived. Because her dad was drowned like her, in water or something like no, that. No, her dad had a heart attack no, after no, I, her dive meet. Yeah, right. Th- but which is like, just like, why not? I, I'm not saying he falls into the pool at the meet, but why not have it be 
really he fell off of something or yeah. he drowned in water yeah 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 <laughs> my dad my dad was claimed by eczema after yeah, i got out right. of the bath yeah uh, i can't get in the water right <laughs> she never bathes she never bathes oh in the you're entire right movie. <gasps> wait was they trying are to we say gonna crack something? this wide open were they trying Is to say she going can't like here? touch water because of that she i never see her drink any water no she does brush her teeth but, but we never. She doesn't wet her toothbrush. No. <laughs> she, wow. She does uh, d- drink uh, uh, mouthwash. Yes, she does. <laughs> this is look. This is what we've been reduced to. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, the apocalypse, and people in rags are looking for tin cans. We're in like the thematic apocalypse, and we're just <laughs> looking for like character motivations, scraps. Yeah, any just scraps clue. of story. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where was this going? Where was this headed? This, to be fair to Christina, and I don't want to, because she's about because she's going to ruin a lot of my favorite properties coming up here in the yeah. next five years. Yep. I think the new quote unquote good screenwriting is just stuff happens, and that stuff will a either follow the plant and payoff rule, which was always a guideline and never exactly what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Screenwriters today are like kids turning in college papers that are outlines. And it's yeah, like, right. no, you're supposed to take the outline and then you, and then you turn write it a in. thesis you based on out. the inf- Yeah. Yeah. Either that or just be writing us to story and spinoff hooks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, that, that jet got away. Hmm, I wonder what he's going to do in the Bumblebee 2 or whatever. Right, right. The general example, that doesn't really happen in this film. No, no. But And I'm so, I'm so sick of it. Something else I'm sick of? Hmm. 80s nostalgia. Wow. We get it in spades in this film. 80s nostalgia would be like, you know, making a film that is reminiscent of a John Hughes dramedy. Which does get referenced in this film. Yeah, it certainly does. But that is maybe is set in the 80s and contains a couple 80s songs because that, you know, works like Valley Girl. It's one of the earliest like 80s movies that was like this is the 80s right mm-hmm. we're doing the 80s i haven't seen that one it's not a great movie great no. soundtrack okay yeah um but this is just a movie that could take place whenever yeah more or less but it's the 80s and they jam everything down your throat yeah like the stranger things gang yes i it's mean very when she things got out that mr t cereal i was supposed to be excited because I pity the fool that fools with jokes, eat yeah, my right. cereal. Right, right, right. But instead I was like, we're in a lot of trouble here. It's going to be this the whole time. And we're going to get not one, but two uh, Bender holding up his fist at the end of Breakfast Clubs in yep. this. Because that's important somehow. Well, you, I think you were out of the room when this happened. Oh my God, I, I was out of the room a lot. Uh, so... They they get to a point uh, where they're they're fighting and Bumblebee saves John Cena's life and then afterwards John Cena decides that oh he's okay and so then he's like you guys should get out of here you know you should do this and then he like gives he's I don't know if he I think he might call Bumblebee a soldier or something like that but he gives him like a military salute and Bumblebee responds by giving him the fist up from Breakfast Club that doesn't make any sense no cool. Uh, yeah. What else is going on? And we've already, we're not even going to try to uh, try to place this like within the 80s. I don't mm-hmm. think that they ever say what year it is. And honestly, it doesn't matter. But it's another one of those situations where they just wanted a bunch of 80s songs. Some of them you know, uh, fit what's going on on screen. 
Although, isn't that Bumblebee's thing? The movie is the movie is Bumblebee. It's playing songs that are thematic to what's happening. Yeah. So I can't remember what it is. When they at the end of the movie, like Bumblebee's got to go, I guess, and so he plays. Oh, it's not. It's hard to say goodbye to yesterday by Boys to Men, but if it was set in the '90s, it would be that. It's some '80s song that talks yeah. about saying goodbye or something. Right, like that. right, right, right. And it's just like the whole movie is that, and none of these songs would be listened to within years of each other. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's a music fan, which means she likes the Violent Femmes and the Smiths. And the damned. Yeah. And aha. Mm-hmm. No human being existed like that in the 80s. No. Now a human being who listens to KS95 and remembers when they can throw a football over those mountains, that person does exist. <laughs> but she would not, she would, she's the worst kind of culture vulture if she is real, but she is, she's not a real person. Right. If she liked the damned, that genres. would be all that she likes. She yeah, would not be playing. Right. Uh, Never going to give you up. Yeah. Rick Astley. Yeah. She would not own a Rick Astley tape. No. No, 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 no. But no. she does. Yep. Now, if it makes sense if it's Star-Lord, because he is supposed to be an Arrested Development character who is idolizing his mom and the music that she liked. Right. So if this, say, took place in the 90s and it was her dad's music collection, maybe that would work. But that's too much to put on well, Bumblebee. They just want to play 80s songs. Well, they do have her dad's music collection in the garage. Yeah, it's a bunch Sam of Cook. records, and he likes Sam Cooke. That was interesting because they showed restraint. I guess this isn't in the late... 80s because or actually in 1990 I think because that's when the uh, Righteous Brothers released their re-release of Unchained Melody but that hadn't come out so they're listening to Sam Cooke's version of Unchained Melody Uh which is nice and all but you sure like the 80s why not just do it 1990 is still kind of the 80s Mm -hmm. these kids don't know any different (laughs) somebody would be like that didn't happen um, it's just it's it's like uh, it's like you brought somebody to the movie with you to sit behind you and kick your seat every, every time minutes. there's an 80s reference or 80s yeah. music reference. But I got to say, yeah. I think <laughs> there's there is a there is a a, 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 a a ray of light in this silver cloud. That's a thing. Yeah. Uh, we've reached the point. We're, we're not there yet. But if you're worried about. Uh, equal representation and 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 uh, you know feminism and like female writers and directors getting out there. This is an important step because true feminism <sighs> yeah. is sc- shitty scripts by female writers. I know and we have we've reached it at least in the case of this. Yeah, we've got a successful bad screenwriter who's a female. We maybe, did it, everybody. Maybe she'll get better. I don't know. <laughs> Why would she get better? I don't know. She's only going to be rewarded. Just, this is She's my hope. She's only going to be rewarded for making bad. My, my empty hope. I don't know. Um... Anything else to say about this crap pile of a film? There's uh, All their jokes weren't funny. I don't no. know, I mean just like interactions and like, oh, you got to hide Bumblebee. Like that stuff was good. But I... everything they put in to be a, a bit, mm-hmm. not funny. So I'm clearly going somewhere. Just let me get there. And yeah, then you yeah, can yeah. say your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Um, you know, you got, they're like, come on, you can dive. They get to a thing where, so there's like, you know, the bratty mean girls who you think, uh, you know, there's going to be like a, you know, we're going to hit it three times and it's going right. to be, you know, satisfying the third time. And I said early on, like, we're never going to get satisfaction out of these characters. They're yep. not important. I don't know why they're in the film. Yep. And that was true. But when they're at, they're going to cliff dive. And this is where we learn that she doesn't like diving anymore. Yeah. They're trying to encourage her to do it. And then Bumblebee plays, you got the touch. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like. You know, from well, I mean, I don't know if it was from the, the Terminator, or Terminator uh, Transformers movie, but it was used 
heavily. It's pretty. It's what people remember from the Transformers movie. Oh, okay. Um, when Memo, <laughs> his name's Memo. That's part of what I was going to talk about. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, when Memo comes out of his house at one point, he's reading a GoBots magazine. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense and that doesn't work. If the GoBots exist in this universe, even fictionally, then where are the Transformers? And when you go into... Uh, Charlie's garage and you see a transforming robot yeah. why are you terrified right in fact you could just carry that because Hasbro owns the GoBots now I think so you could take that the whole way and go oh my god the GoBots go are real yeah. I knew it I knew it like just do something fun yes yes but I agree with you is not but it doesn't for that. it doesn't have time for that I hate that his name is Mammo um, that's what you heard when when he said you're like it. oh it's Manuel I'm like I, I think it's Memo yeah, I thought I heard Manuel I wish it was Manuel but I, why do you name your char- a character Memo? I, I don't understand. And it makes me angry, irrationally angry. Um, be, There's just no reason for it. Give him Rerun. an actual name. What? Rerun. Rerun? Uh, I'm trying to think of all the um, black characters who have like uh, nicknames and not real names in uh, popular entertainment. I bet we could come up with a lot. I bet we I could too, but le- to. why are we doing that? You know, in 2018, yeah. I know the movie was set in the 80s, but no, the let's, movie was set in racism. So. But let's like move past that, and then also a worthless character, by the way. He does and nothing. Best part, you want to talk about racism? Yes, they're clearly the romantic leads in the movie. Yes, them get. I'm not saying that he. You know, I know the whole trope about like earning sex by saving the world or something like that. I'm not talking about that, but they are clearly. You know, his only arc is to get closer to her. They are drawing closer together over the movie. We get to the end, they don't kiss. And she won't even hold hands with him. It's like, why not? She's, Are you afraid you're going to scare the straights? I know. She she did, to be fair, she did kiss him on the cheek in an earlier scene. But he goes to reach for her hand. And for some reason, she says she's not ready for that. But yeah. then she like what smiles great, and laughs it yeah, off. What a great, what? what a sweet beat to end the movie on. That would have been really sweet. No, no, no I'm not saying they hands. have. But, but if it's going to be a, a, a moment of, of failure and denial, why even put them in that position to do that. Yeah. What does that say? Is it her establishing that she's still Charlie riding her, her little moped on I her own? I have no idea what No, because she doesn't have an arc. No. Uh, there's no way she like Elvis Costello and all those other bands I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and Blondie. I think I figured out that shirt at the end was a, Oh, was, it was Blondie? Was a Blondie shirt. Okay. All right. I mean, everybody should like Blondie, but. Well, yeah, I love Blondie, but. Um... But yeah, I think we learned something today. The Bay films know what they are, and I, I don't have to like them. But I have to respect them for that. Yeah. Um, this why, was just a mess. Why, except for in the last five films, this has happened, and I don't know. Actually, I do know why it happened there. Why is the military in this? In the because last five it's been films, in all the other Josh films? Duhamel, yeah, and, and, and his little commandos are running around, um, ineffectually fighting the Transformers. Because and Bay that gets exists money. Because, yes, because they get access to... To put them in. U.S. military equipment. And they have to make them look good in the films. Good. Otherwise, yep. the money goes away. Right. This is just... John Cena is... You know, he's the guy in the Iron Giant. He's the military guy well, who knows about then, the Iron Giant. He wants to prove the Iron Giant exists. That's what it is. Now, his character is just about worthless up until the end where he helps save the day. Yeah. And there's a connection... Bumblebee doesn't have an arc either, but maybe no. it's Bumblebee learning that it's important to be a good soldier or something. I don't know. But I don't like the military rep- representation in this. No. Also, 
there's a part that gets really kind of uh, snowed under or buried under when they're talking about the robots and they're like, I don't know, I think these guys, we're giving them a lot of access. They're creating some kind of net that's inter oh, between things. Yeah. And his boss is like, after it's all over, we'll just kill them and take all their stuff. What? That is really Are you going to transform into like a Decepticon or something? Yeah, I know. It's so evil. And then it also is. this movie has an anti-intellectual slant because the one guy who, yes, at first he's like, we should welcome these aliens because it's first contact. But then later he's like, I don't like what's going on here. And he is just mercilessly killed. Yep. There's no way that he could escape and tell Haley Steinfeld, you know, the, the way, how to stop the Energon Tower or yeah, something right, like that. Yeah, right, right, He is just like com- comedically killed. Yeah. Yeah, unnecessary. I also don't like how John Cena was like introduced. Like they're doing a paintball thing, fine, but like he, one of the guys he's fighting with, like he just continually. Oh, he shoots a black hits, guy a million times. Hits, yeah, yeah, and he's a black guy. I yeah, I, I did <laughs> not like be, that. That scene would be cut if that movie came I, out today. I, I hated that. Yeah. And then also her mom, her relationship with her mom is worthless. It's worthless. <laughs> There's no arc with that. Mom is just, I'm a nagging mom. I don't like what you're doing. You need to talk to me. Blah, 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 blah. I can't talk to you because you, uh, you know, have a stepdad now and are you remarried yeah. and, and I hate it. And it's never clear how, not that we need Stuck to know, but family like. Family plot 31. Yeah. It's never clear like how long ago her dad died. No, <laughs> no, not at all. I think that that should be established at least. Here's he a good point. Sort of Let's go on idea. a good point. Yeah. At least Michaela is the hero this time. Mm-hmm. They just, they. That's true. Sam is in it. He's just memo. Right. Memo. We need a better name than Memo. Yeah. We never got to that Memo. No. Uh, right. The goofy dude is just there, and the girl who's capable and can fix uh, everything is the is actual the hero. hero this time. I agree. That's probably the one good thing, although is... I don't think she uses her mechanical skills at all. Which is a letdown, really. Her dumb thing. What happens when a character stops? He's not breathing in a movie. What do you do? Give him CPR. Or an after-school special. Yeah. Give him CPR. Or more accurately, give him the defibrillator. And that's what a defibrillator does. It doesn't stop your heart. That's not what it does. Yeah. But anyway, so we just do that version of it, but it's robot. And it's just like, you should be fired. How do you mm-hmm. How do you make any money? You and Alice Kurtzman should just go to the island where <laughs> screenwriters go when they've been uh, asked to leave. Yeah. And just not come back. I want No, no. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice island. It's yeah. a great island. Right, right, right. But, you know, go there. Stay there. Go there now. Yeah, right. Are you stop, watching? You're not stop watching, writing movies. Are you watching Brave New World and Peacock at all? N- no. How how bad is <laughs> I it? I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about it. But Are you? Yeah, we'll see. You want to just be like, watch, um, what do you call it when it's just like, you know, it's going to be bad? Like, uh, ugh, Dread. I just, I don't know. Um, I mean, I Foreboding. guess we could watch it and talk about hate it watch. on the show. We're but talking about yeah, hate watching. I'm talking about hate watching. Um, the, the, my favorite part of the film, also my least favorite part of the film, I swear. He, he, so the, the bad guys are, there's only two bad guys. The stakes are so low. They're so low. Uh, and they're triple changers, uh, which is yeah. a Transformers thing. Uh, and so one, I can't remember their names because I was kind of already getting out of Transformers at that point. But one of them is a helicopter, Bumblebee. Wisely throws a chain into the helicopter rotor to mm-hmm. tie it up. Now, I think that if you're a, a, ro- a, a ages-old robot that becomes a helicopter, maybe he just yeah. became a helicopter. Yeah, right. You figure out, oh, I should probably transform out of being a helicopter so I don't get, get tied up in, in chain. my rotor. Yeah, right. It's right. exactly what happens to him. And then he's then he when he transforms, all the links of the chain get caught in his joints, mm-hmm. which must be a problem. 
And then he's like, you think chains can hold me? And Bumblebee just pulls on the chain and the guy just pops and explodes and dies. Yep. Because he had to go. Yep. Because it's time for him to leave the movie. Yeah, which is pretty violent. When Both you think cool about and it. dumb. Because it got me thinking, chains would be like outlawed by Geneva Convention on Cybertron. Right, right, <laughs> Wouldn't right. Wouldn't it be like... Yeah, that's, that's a quick death for anybody. Prime, we're going to lose this war. We've got to bring out the chains. <laughs> no, Prime. No, we can't stoop to that. It's like the board with the nail through it. Yeah, like they've right. got chains. And so it made me wonder, the guns in this are so varying in their ability to damage anyone. Sometimes yeah. they kill you outright. Sometimes they do nothing. Sometimes they knock you out. All the Transformers weapons. Why are they shooting projectiles and energy at each other when they could be shooting chains at each other? They could be question. shooting acid at each other. Acid would be the most deadly thing. It would. On their world. Dust. Dust would suck. You yeah. gum up a robot's circuits, you know, in their sure. joints with dust. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. should have dust guns. Yeah, I could see that. Um... Call me Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> this isn't for me. This movie's not made for me. If you no. love it, congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a not for me Let's either. Let's talk about where it all began. Yes. When freedom was the right of all sentient beings. <laughs> 1984. Yes. Hasbro. Yeah. Toei. Mm-hmm. Their weird cat. Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> Whatever their mascot, Toei Animation. Uh-huh. Transformers! Yeah. I almost did the uh, metal rock one that went with the movie, but it was much, much uh, dumber than that. Uh, they're fighting the forces of the Decepticons. Yes. And they are on Earth. C- can you do like a recap of the Transformers origin from the cartoon and just take as given the elements we understand and we already know? Uh, the Autobots and Decepticons are fighting each other. Um, and, uh, the, the Autobots are like, they're on some sort of, they get on, they they get on some sort of aircraft and I can't remember. It's the Ark. The Ark. They're going to escape. They're leaving. They're trying to find a different They're losing this war. Yeah. Uh, and the Decepticons follow them and they, they shoot at each other and they both kind of crash land and then. Four million, Four million years, years later. later. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so they're watching it like, what? What do you mean? Uh, and somehow, I don't know if it's like a beam or something like that of light. Uh, they, they, they wake up and the Decepticons awaken first. And um, it, they they slowly revive everybody. And, and then um, somehow from this beam of light, Optimus Prime also gets... This uh, is awoken. I'm going to stop you right there. Oh, okay. This is important. And if you read the Marvel Comics adaptation, you'd really understand oh, better. Okay. But this is the computer on the ship. Oh, is that what it is? For some reason, taken four million years to recharge or right. something, and so it scans the environment Mm-mm. because the whole point is they want to hide. They're going to go to this planet and hide and regather their forces. So to be robots in disguise, they're going to need to look like. The yes. native life. Right, right, right. But because the computer only knows robots as life, it scans all of the cars, planes, consumer electronics yeah, <laughs> that it right. finds and then repairs every robot to be able to transform into something that it can disguise itself as right. in this environment. That's true. That is a very yeah. valid point. So they're both uh, fixed up <clears throat> by the arc. And the Decepticons want to get home. They're going to need Energon to do that. And this world is rich in resources. Which is like, 
is it just a fossil fuel metaphor? I don't, it must Cybertron be. didn't have a lot of trees, so I don't know why oil is going to help them make Energon, but it does. Yeah, right. And a fight begins yep. for the fate of Earth. Yep. Sorry, guys. Yep. We're going to drive all over your planet. Yeah, and uh, the Decepticons have absolutely no regard for any other life besides their own. Sure. Um, yeah, can you imagine the- Megatron making a, a deal with uh, John Cena and the U.S. military? No. Absolutely not. Okay, um, we'll give you our satellites. Yeah, so, right. Excellent. Well, we'll get right to work on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Idiots. I mean, so there's like, there's like a bunch of people working on like this oil rig that they're gonna. Yeah, take and one stuff of them from. is a guy named Spike, real name Sam, last name Witwicky. That's Shia LaBeouf's character. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No. I, th- I think maybe. Um, I think his kid is named Sam, too, because Transformers jumps to the future in, like, season three, and Sam is an old man, and he's got a, a kid who I think is, I think his name's Sam. Okay. So it's, but yeah, um, Spike is not a cool name, according to Michael Bay, I guess, and so he's just, no, uh, he's just Sam, Sam. Witwicky, although bears no resemblance to the character anyway. It doesn't no, matter. No, um, I got to say, this has so much personality it had to yeah. because it had so few frames in the animation. I'm just kidding. Some of the animation is really good. A lot of it's not really all that great. And um, the personalities of the characters are what sell it. You Absolutely. know who Wheeljack is. Yeah. You know who Bumblebee is. Yeah. You know that Jazz is the black one. Yeah. <sighs> Look, the, wow. the legendary Scatman Crothers voices him. You got to give him that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey Kasem is... Um, which one is he? I don't know. I can't remember. He does a couple of them, actually. Okay. Um, and so they have personalities. Yes. Now, I don't know why I'm new- robots from New York when New York won't exist for <laughs> four million years. <laughs> and I love the point. idea that they are separated by four million years of time, mm-hmm. which is funny because I don't think they planned this when they came up with the Transformers, but that would later be used and utilized by very smart writers who probably grew up watching Transformers to create Beast Wars. Uh, Beast Wars takes yeah. place three million years ago. Sure. When the Ark actually wakes up and does the same thing, scans the uh, life forms, and oh. since there's no technology, that's why, like, you know, Prime is a, Optimus Prime only is a gorilla or whatever, and another guy's a dinosaur. And they have a fight, and somehow they all <laughs> knock each other out <laughs> at the same time and all fall asleep in the Ark again. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit later. But uh, this is what? great. So here's why this is great. No offense to Haley Seinfeld. <laughs> what is the deal with Rick Astley anyway? Uh, is that she's boring. Following her around is boring. I don't yeah. like following her around. No. And the Transformers cartoon, yes, you had the uh, classic uh, heroes, Optimus Prime, you know, Ultra Magnus, and yes. Hot Rod. <laughs> uh, but you also spend as much time, if not more time, with the Decepticons. You do. And yes. we stand not one, but two bitchy queens. The Megatron Starscream pairing yeah. is classic. Yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, you know, it's every a bad guy and his henchman who is somehow more devious than he is. You know, Starscream is the, is the Chamberlain from the Dark Crystal. You know, he's the character yes. who is... Satan to the devil. Like well, he, he's the betrayer of the bad guys as well. Well, I like what I like about it is like he has no qualms about letting him know how he feels. He's like, if I had been in yes. charge, you know, then this would have happened or it would have been like this. I and, will rule the Decepticons. Yeah, and he's got a very yeah. distinct voice too. 
Um, so it's like, you know where you stand with this guy. What I think is funny and kind of weird is like, so, so Megatron turns into a handgun. Yeah, yeah. And then he They're lets... Toys. They're he, toys that children play with. I Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, he but, turns into a very realistic looking uh, nickel-plated Luger. Yeah. And then <laughs> that a lot he, of kids got shot with. Then he allows the guy who is like vocally saying, I could usurp you. To shoot him but as could, a gun. Oh, you, you think he would just break him or something? I think he would just break Who him rules or like the Decepticons or like, now. I'm like, <laughs> let somebody else use you as a gun. Don't give yourself to the your your number one like nemesis. They have a complicated relationship. I, yes, they do. They have to work together. I know. I think that's fascinating. It is. Prime doesn't have that relationship with anybody else. You know, you want to talk about like ideologues and like and uh, you know empires and regimes and things like that. Prime is like ultimate like dictator. No one questions Prime. Prime no. tells everybody what to do and they, and they all do listen. It. it is the great robot theory of history, like uh-huh. in action. Uh-huh. Where Megatron is constantly being challenged by Starscream for his authority. I think yeah. maybe even Soundwave gets in there at some point. Sure. So yeah, that like there if there's a I don't want to say there's a dialectic going on, but it's like he has to constantly prove that he's better than the guy next to him or under him. Yes. Uh, like his leadership is earned. Let's say that. Yeah. I stand a, a gun queen that <laughs> you don't want to wave around in wow. front of the cops. No. Um, one thing that I, I, I could appreciate is uh, so there, there uh, there's a there's a different logo. And I'm sure fans of the series know this. There's a different logo for the Decepticons and the Autobots. And in the original 80s cartoon. They would tr- they would transition between oh, the two the groups. Famous scene transitions. Uh, and if you went from the Decepticons to the Autobots, you would see the Decepticon icon and then the Autobots. And if it was the opposite, it would be the opposite. So I, I don't know. They use it I so much. Was... They use it too much. You think they use it too much? No, it's a great it's a great device because it because imme- we're like I said, you know what it means. The bad guys they, they did this in like GI Joe too. Like we followed Cobra around a lot. Sure. So, because you remember, you're selling two toy lines here. You're selling yeah, the good yeah, guys yeah. and the bad guys. So, the the knock-on effect of that is we have to write storylines for the bad guys as well as the good guys. And mm-hmm. then when you want to switch, we don't want to find a way to have the camera pan over to whatever. Like, right. We just want to get there. So, yeah. but they use it so much that it's just like in the middle of a conversation. Autobots, now we're going. Nah, 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 nah. I mean, wait, that scene wasn't over. Like, yeah, they, yeah, it's it, a They lot. do it like 12 times yeah. in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I just want to do that in my life sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, I'm waiting at the DMV. This is boring. Nah, 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 nah. I'm driving my car. Um, I also can, like, appreciate, like, uh, like the, the it, class it, distinctions. Well, and the class consciousness. Sure. That's what you're going to say, right? N- that wasn't what the I was The bad guys say. are jets. Clearly, they are the yeah. elite. Right, right, right. They're lording it over everybody. The good guys are honest, hard-working trucks that just They're roll on, on the gr- ground. On the earth, yeah. Transform and roll out. Um, but, no, I was going to say that the episodic storytelling, how, like, the, the even in the first episode, it's like they leave you on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, and then they tell you, like, here's what's coming up next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get a little taste. Prime fights a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, You're like, right. well, well, my butt's going to be right here tomorrow <laughs> after school. Yeah, that's uh, the way it was. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, if, no, if you have nothing else to say, let's move on to really the modern incarnation, the spiritual yes. successor to that show, mm-hmm. Transformers War for Cybertron. Now, yes. I'm glad I didn't read up on the show before we watched it, because if I'd read up, I wouldn't have watched it. Oh. It's produced by Rooster Teeth. 
who here's the deal with Rooster Teeth. They made internet videos in the early, early days of the internet. They um, made the Red versus Blue series, which is still going somehow. I have no idea what that is. Okay, (sighs) it doesn't really matter. But I know, I know, you know what Ruby is. They made Ruby. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So when you think about how bad Ruby is. How could this be any good? And I looked into it, and it turns out um, one of the guys that wrote the Clone Wars series is writing on it. So that's I assume that's where the good writing's coming from. Yeah, I mean, I think it... But uh, We've only watched the first episode, Having taken but... uh, a crap on Rooster Teeth, uh, a chicken crap on Rooster Teeth, I'll now give them a compliment in that they clearly understand how to keep a story going in the long run. Mm-hmm. I think that's really hurt them on Ruby because Ruby just goes everywhere, and that doesn't make any sense anymore. But if you get a guy who worked for Lucasfilm to come yeah. in, and then maybe he can keep everybody on track. Clone Wars, yeah. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. People love this. Yes, yes. What'd you think? Um, I liked it. I thought it was um, interesting. Um, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about the animation style. It's very, it's it's computer animated, right? It is. Yeah. Um, and for, I mean, it's okay. Uh, yeah, but, you know, for a... Netflix anime, anime. computer right. animated anime, it's the it's good. It's the best one I've seen. Yeah, a lot of right. their computer an, right. like their Knights of Sidonia and that stuff is just you know it's very computery and not very impressive. Like but I could tell it was computer was animated, but I I still think and it I was even like the little good. touches when uh, you know there are robots, presumably their body is components they don't really have skin it's like they're a metal skeleton right they're just Mm -hmm. these pieces will become a jet fuselage or whatever Mm -hmm. but megatron has those big full lips and his mouth which is flat metal stretches you know while he talks yeah like when uh jet fire you know is like we're gonna get prime or whatever and his body his torso twists the components twist as well which is like are they made of flexible metal i could believe (laughs) that if you tell me they are i could believe i would believe it yeah but it's really just the model because they're not going to put that much attention into it. But other than that, I think it looks great. Yeah. I love the fact that instead of just having robots who are vaguely car-shaped and then four million years later, right. oh, guess what? They ended up being turned into robots that can turn into cars. You see the there's a reality to their shapes. And we talked before about, like, you know, why, why in the – at Bumblebee are the Transformers turning into cars and stuff like that, like – what right. they're turning into jets uh, why do they what you know why do they have like speak english or whatever it's because it's you know whatever um in this there's a concession to that because the, the seekers who are the jets they transform and they're those kind of triangular jets yeah you know like in the original g1 cartoon right um you know the cars are when they turn into a car it's like a future car or something like that like mm-hmm. that stuff's cool you see the effects that this war has had on them they all look like shit yeah, right. Even, like, Megatron is all, like, scratched and, like, you know, torn and stuff like that. You, know, you could just tell that, like, this war has had a toll on everyone. Yes. And so later on when the Autobots decide, like, to just decamp for Earth, you get that, like, oh, they're they're on the run. This is Princess Leia in the Tantive Four. Like, they are trying to get away from this. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, do you want me to do like a brief synopsis of what this? Oh was? no, there. Was, I mean, there's no synopsis. It's like it's just literally the first yeah. ten minutes of the original cartoon. I suppose you're right. Um, only in this, um, Bumblebee. And I don't know why they did this, but okay, he's not an Autobot. No, he's a. Even though he turns into a car, he's a badass loner. 
Yeah, right. He, he's, he's he's jaded. He's on his own. Like he he transforms, I think, but like he he's not an Autobot or a Decepticon. He hasn't chosen his side. It's like okay, whatever. <laughs> um, be with us. You can be a space Volkswagen bug. Yeah, right. Um, what do you think about the, Megatron being a charismatic uh, demagogue? Yeah, um, I mean, they're definitely going for something. Having rallies. <laughs> um, yeah, and like like trying to uh, sweet talk his way out of things. There's a lot of bad like, robots out there. Yeah. Uh, and there's, I'm sure there's some good ones, some good Autobots, too. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean... I, I guess I can't blame him for for going for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, yeah, it's there. It's there. You know, you they might did as it well. first, huh? didn't they? Yeah. That if if things had been the way they were, they would have had a scene like that in the nineteen eighty four one. Yeah. But nobody was thinking about that, no. even though that was kind of happening in the eighties. Uh, right. And so now we know. And so if you didn't put it in there, people would be like, Why didn't you put it in there? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that that's the story you're trying to tell, right? Right, right. I'd argue it's a, it's a show that's rated Y7 for kids, but yeah, yeah. never too early to start. No. Um yeah, I thought it was so so we know we learned that the the Autobots are not doing so well and Optimus Prime kind of comes and helps them with the fight and Oh, so we are doing a recap. Uh, no, not exactly. Yet. I want to talk about, I'm going to cut you off right there because mm-hmm. we're already way over time Kay. and we don't really need a recap. Uh, I want to talk about the emphasis of the opposing ideologies of the Autobots and the Decepticons in this. Mm-hmm. They, instead of having a big robot fight, yeah. they commit eight minutes to a stare down between Megatron and Prime where Megatron defends his philosophy, basically, his political philosophy, which is... You know, this is chaos, and I'm going to bring order to the chaos here. Right. He's the law and order robot that turns into a gun. Uh-huh. And right. <laughs> he's going to end the war, and it's only, like, his strength, his will to power, if you will, that is going to be able to end this war. And Prime's right. platitudes about, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, housing the homeless robots mm. and uh, keeping robot social security going. Look, I'm getting – I'm doing a bit. I'm yeah, kind of doing a thing. Are. But that's – Literally what the cartoon is doing, just remove terms like Social Security, and that's basically what's happening. And they commit a whole thing. It's not like Prime comes in, Transformers, and just like kills all the Seekers or something like that. No, he doesn't. He comes in, and he's already sort of beat down and tired, and then he has to like endure this avalanche of, you know, just uh, uh, political uh, bullshit coming from Megatron. Yep. And I just thought that that's like, yeah, it's uh, Y7. Okay. <laughs> it's just a, it's a, well, we talk about like what adult situations are, and it doesn't mean like, oops, like you caught me with my pants down. What a situation this is. No. It's like having a debate about utilitarianism like in a Transformer robot kid show. Right, right. Um, freedom, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Or my other favorite Prime quote, give me your face. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um. I think it's interesting. So the 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 it's what is called uh, War for Cybertron. Is that the the title of the show? Yeah. Or, okay. So f- from what I get from that, it sounds like you know they're they're not going to be going to Earth at all. It's all going to take. Wrong. Oh really? This is all done in oh. sections. 
Oh. Um, and I'll just take over if this is an answer to your question that you wanted. Okay. It's done in sections, so this is the lead up to the next section or act or whatever will be them going to Earth. Oh. And then there okay. is a third act, slight spoilers, where they go back to Cybertron, presumably to save it or whatever. They get into a freak time travel accident. Oh, my goodness. And they have to join forces with their descendants, the Maximals, against the Decepticons and the Predacons for the fate of prehistoric Earth. This what? Dan, As far as I know, right? I looked it up. Dan Abnett is not involved in this, but this is a Dan Abnett level of like canon fusion. They're taking all the most famous so they're gonna... and well-loved eras of Transformers uh-huh. and trying to merge them into one mega narrative. Are they trying to are they going to try to put Beast uh Beast is it what is it Beast Wars? Beast or, Wars. Are they going to try to put that in here? Maximals and Predacons. Oh my yes. gosh. Okay. Wow. Wow. All right. No, I don't. Why not? Yeah, I guess. Take your I mean, toys and just smash them together, everybody. I don't know how the T Rex and the gorilla are going to embody the sort of uh, socio political story that you're trying to tell about empires and the downtrodden. <laughs> I guess we'll <laughs> find out. Or in the third out. act, we just jettison all that and it's like, yeah, fight with a gorilla. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll <laughs> One have to day wait I'm going to fight a gorilla. Right. Yeah. Uh, will politics be present in this fight? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Uh, are they different so this is so uh, bumblebee and this is interesting because they're both leaning into the sort of racial commentary but also i guess you can opt out because bumblebee turns into a car now i don't know how races work on cybertron but i know the jet guys hate the car guys yeah i know yeah, that yeah. right and i don't know if they have different robot dna but it's, it's a racism no metaphor idea. whether right. or not hasbro intended that mm-hmm. but then bumblebee is like no, I don't want any part of being a car guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is he, is this a story about identity as well? Oof, probably yes. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm my own robot. I'm going to be the robot that I choose to be. Yeah, but he's all, he's obviously going to join the yeah, robots. Well, so it's not yeah. a very good story. It's I guess like, you're right. It's like, <laughs> it's like a Billy Graham produced movie where a, a guy who, oh. uh, a kid who's like not sure if he's straight or not, you know, prays enough, and then he's like, you oh, know, marries I a hate hot, that. I hate marries that. a hot lady. I hate that. And joins the Autobots. Stop it. That's why I think it's that part's not intended. No. Although I think you can definitely read that from the text. Do you think? Like I can't. I don't remember. When was like the like? I, I guess I can't help but think about even though they're they're different, they transform. Right? I'll tell and you, like, and they're sentient and they spit it out. Um, uh, when did like give me our face? Wow. Um, were they inspired by like Japanese anime for the Transformers? Watch the Toys R Us. Watch the, the Toys R Us. The the toys that made us. The the toys that made us. I I have seen it. I don't remember. We we, we they made us into toys. Right. The toys R Us. Yeah. Yeah, wow. they they talk about that whole thing. Okay, they were mega super zord something something or others, and then like a lot of Japanese stuff, they gave us the toys, and we went, we can come up with something. Four million years later, the Japanese are like, oh, okay. Is it just me? Like maybe it's just because they're robot heads or whatever. But a lot of them have kind of like horns or different like little things like on their head. It kind of looks like samurai helmets to me. I don't know. They're made in Japan. I know. Yeah, I know. You're I'm right. Just okay. The Toys R Us. Wow. Check it. (laughs) 
Uh, it's Transformers. Yeah. It's a thing that I thought, I, I never thought that I would have a complicated relationship with. Hmm. When I was a child, I loved it. Mm-hmm. When I was a young man, I I probably still loved it, but I didn't really think about it at all. Mm-hmm. And now I'm forced to think about it every day of my dumb life. Yeah, I know. Right? And it's not good thoughts. It's not like if they just... Actually, you know what? I, I was going to say, can you imagine if Farscape came out when you were an adult and you could just sit there and watch it and go, I can't believe how good this is. This uh, To be alive in this time. But I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was an adult when Farscape came out. I remember watching it and thinking, how blessed are we yes. that Brian Henson created and Rock Neil Band and created such an amazing show. Right. Uh, and then it went off the air and I had to live another 20 years of my life. <laughs> I know. I give them all. For, an, uh, for a good Farscape reboot. Yeah. Do you think that'll ever happen? They're, they're talking about that a little bit more recently with an anniversary, I feel like. so. Knight Rider. Knight Rider's going to be a film. I know. Farscape is just in a line. It's just in a queue. All right. And its number okay. will come up. Okay. Like at the deli. All right. They still have the t- tear-off tickets at the deli, or is that an outmoded technology? There's some um, things. Yes. They do. There's some things that, you know, just we invent it, it works, and we just stop right there. The pencil. Yeah. It took a while to come up with that graphite encased in wood, mm-hmm. eraser on the end. Yeah. And except for the fact that, you know, everybody types now, so it really writes. Uh, it's it's perfect. Like, and, and how, do you, how do you improve that? Mechanical, mechanical pencil. Mechanical break. Yeah, well. You run out of leads. Yeah. Right? The pencil's just like, we, we nailed it. Yeah. And that's Farscape. And that's the ticket thing at the deli. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll text you. No, 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 no. Forget that. Yeah, right. Give me a paper ticket. Yeah. I need some pastrami. All right. Come join us on social medias if you haven't had enough of this incredibly long show. Uh, but that's what we do. Uh, we are on social media, Just Enough Trope, Facebook and Twitter, all those great places. Uh, I've been looking at the stats. I've been looking at the stats. Yeah. Uh, Bunny, Bunny, what's, what's, what's his name? Bunny what? Sergeant Bunny on the wire. He's looking at the stats. Oh, okay, sure. And uh, a lot of people listen on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about how you got to rate and review us or whatever, yeah. that's not for them, I guess. Oh. Right? Yeah, I guess you can't really do that on Spotify I don't Spotify think they really have that reason. on Spotify. Because yeah. they're not interested. They don't care. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. So Apple Podcasts is, uh, or Google, excuse me, Google Podcasts is turning into something else podcasts and i think oh. they're connected to audible or they bought audible or something so there's a okay. big switch up coming so if you listen oh. to us on google podcasts keep an eye you've probably got an email about this as well we're all signed up and ready to make the transition but in case we disappear or you can't find us you know that's where we are and if you need help gotcha. finding us contact us on social media or on our discord Happy to help you. Happy to help you find the show. Yes. Uh, but for the people who can give us a rating and a review, please do. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Absolutely. It helps us move up, even if the entire platform is being deplatformed by the people that host the platform to create another platform. <laughs> yeah, right. That will probably profit them somehow. Profit probably. us. By giving us your goodwill and good cheer. Yes. So we can please our robot overlords. Mm-hmm. We can't fight. We can't transform. <laughs> I can transform into a man that is older and heavier than he yeah. used to be. Right. That's my only power. Right. So to that end, give us five cassette tapes. Yes. Of never going to give you up. Uh-huh. Never going to let you down. I know it was in the trailer, but I can't believe that they bothered to, to, to do that. Yeah. And then she plays the, we had to do that joke a couple times. So she plays the Smiths first. He doesn't like the Smiths. No, he doesn't. 
But then later but on, then he later on uses he's, he's playing the a line from the Smiths. Yeah. A line that is very specifically tailored. I think they tailored that situation to fit that line I that they got right. out of a Smith song. Yep. It's super complicated. Play your MP3s or listen to your music on Spotify. Don't worry about it. And if you can, give us five stars. But yes. not on Spotify. I was thinking, wouldn't it be like more interesting if like Soundwave if like, is like a... a gangster rap and he started swearing left and right? Wow. No. Uh, uh, Soundwave is a Decepticon that's like basically a boombox, right? Like, what if he was why one of he play the music? Why no, wasn't he one of the bad guys and like he have him play music? Yeah, or, it, it would be awesome. Yeah. Well, for the one that was canceled, that was going to be set in the '90s, they probably would have done that. Yeah. Some some uh, some uh, beat uh, boxer uh, break dancer. Yeah. Uh, wow, I'm not doing very good. Some it's some electric good. boogaloo uh, <laughs> extra picks yeah, yeah, him yeah. up and is like, yeah, this is great. And then Ravager comes out and eats his head and blood oh, sprays everywhere. Wow. Because these are for kids? Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Wow. I'm not loving it. Too much. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, look, we'll be back in the future. Join us then to talk about something else. And until we are, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. 